Welcome to the Truth CSGO podcast, episode 111, The Paris Major, part one, featuring JKS. Hey guys, this is Electro. Hey guys, I'm Guardian. This is Daps. This is Necro. This is Nifty. This is Chris J. This is Ferry. Code Zero. Flusher. This is Kerrigan. Are you listening to the Truth? The Truth. The Truth. The Truth. The Truth. The Truth CSGO podcast. The Truth CSGO podcast. The Truth CSGO podcast. Are we rushing in or are we going sneaky beaky like? It was a fairly depressing morning in Paris when I arrived. My only welcome a tin grey sky and a moody drizzle. Feeble reward for all the queuing, cramped flights and awkward wheeling of an enormous suitcase across the cobblestones and pavings of three continents. Media day is held at a well-worn converted warehouse in the Parisian suburb of Malakoff. A word that every time I see it I read as Markaloff, as if some 1.6 mad French mayor gave over an entire suburb as a tribute to a Russian opera. The teams arrive one by one in black people movers and leap from the car, backpacks on, headphones in. My first interview is with Justin JKS Savage. And I have to apologise for the disintegrating audio quality of this podcast. Early episodes must seem like the golden record in comparison to the slop I've been dishing out since retirement. My only excuses are the law of entropy, that I'm living out of a suitcase and that Blast provided a room for the interview that was only slightly less noisier than a Sepultura concert hall. Here's JKS from G2. How you doing, bro? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. Are you, are you tired? <laughs> I'm a bit tired, yeah. I only had like six and a half hours sleep and normally I get around eight, so I'm a little bit tired, yeah. Where'd you come from? <laughs> uh, well, we just came from Serbia, but like last night we got like pretty late, maybe around 11, 12 or something like that, so uh-huh. didn't really get much like time to settle in and stuff like that, so yeah. How much time are you spending in Serbia these days? Um, well, this time it was only for almost two weeks of boot camp, I think. Uh-huh. And before that, I was just living in uh, where I normally live in Europe. So, yeah. In an undisclosed location. No, I was in Germany, but yeah. Secret back normal thing. G- G2 has my visa in Germany, so that's yeah, where I right. need to live. Um, dude, uh, it's really exciting to interview you. It's been a long time I've been following you as an Australian player to uh, do the little goose step into the international <laughs> scene. It's been sick. Um, I thought we might actually start with some of my listener questions. Well, Ben the Legend. Do you know Ben the Legend? Uh, he's the dad of uh, Savage or something, right? Yeah. In, in CS, yeah? Like in, in Oz, yeah. He would like to know if you're Savage's brother. I don't think I am, but apparently a few people actually think I am, so... Do they actually? Yeah. Apparently he's confused too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, sure we share the last name, but it's like... Wait, is his last name Savage? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I can see why people would think that, but like, it's a pretty common last name, though. It's it? <laughs> I think it is, yeah. Oh, right. Maybe if you're a savage, you, you see uh, other savages know, everywhere. But definitely uh, wouldn't know if he's my brother or not, but he's not. <laughs> Wait, you're from the Gold Coast, right? No, I'm from Brisbane, but I mean, it's like an hour away, so. Ah, cool. My girlfriend's family are in Brisbane. It's days like these that I miss the weather. It is quite sunny there all the time, but... I mean, like, other than, like, in summer, I think it's pretty good, but in summer, it's just too much, honestly. Especially in Brisbane, it's just, like, uh, when you walk outside, it's, like, pretty much just stepping into, like, an oven. It's like, relentless. It's just really fucked up, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, it's it's really a good place to live, so... Yeah, I definitely do miss home, but... Oh, that, yeah. that's that's good, because that leads me to my next question, which actually comes from Inz's mum. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> she, she said, do you miss living in Australia, but you've, you've answered no, that. Yeah, I definitely do miss living in Australia, like, uh... It's, uh... It's nice to have like a home away from 
home, but you know, like nothing really is the same as Australia, and it's kind of hard to explain that to people who don't live there or who have uh, been there before, because yeah, I don't know, it's just like a culture thing and uh, just like a different type of atmosphere. Everyone has it back there. It's like so laid back. Like the weather is really good, the food is really good, coffee's insane. Like oh, I actually miss the coffee. Is, yeah, for sure, coffee's the best thing. It's just it's kind of hard over here to get a good coffee, like comparatively to Australia. But don't tell the French that. Nah, it's they'll, they'll <laughs> shit themselves. I don't think they're French. I don't think their coffee's very good, to be honest. I think it's a bit too small as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're used to those like jumbo yeah, flat whites. Yeah, exactly, like the big ass mug. But here you get like the little <laughs> teacup. Like it's not, it's not, not good enough. Yeah, they need to step up their game for sure. I've done a lot of road trips um, from Victoria to New South Wales in the last year or so. Yeah, okay. And I've noticed that the like the sizes are getting bigger with the with the flatties. Like <laughs> at the like the servos where you pull over. I guess it's because there's little long haul truckies. Yeah, yeah. But there's small, medium, and large, and then there's like a like a trucky size. There's like a fucking liter. No, they're bro. gonna start serving them in like those canisters. You know, like the like a thermal canister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like they just get a liter of milk and just pour it uh, in some coffee. That's what I mean. Like it's, it's one of the things I miss about Australia as well. Especially like if you go to like London or something like that, and you get a. I mean, it's actually surprised that countries over here have. Uh, you know, they actually have a flat white. Like right. Yeah, like a lot of countries see. Yeah, I just had a flat white in Barcelona. Yeah, like, oh, it's right. insane. But they they do have like a. They try to do it very traditional, I think, and they have like a very small coffee. It's like eight ounces or something like that. Right. Compared to Australia, where it's like 12 or yeah. 16 or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts at 12. <laughs> did, yeah. did they get that from us? I actually don't know. I read somewhere online it was uh, actually from New Zealand, but um, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> Keep a lid on that. There might be a little bit of a controversy. Keep a lid on that. that. Yeah. I thought we'd own that one. Um, <clears throat> maybe we'd Russell Crowe it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Um, what else did we have here from the listener? Uh, a guy called Strepsils Man asked... Strepsils Man, okay. Do you recognize that name? No, I don't. I didn't recognize it. interesting name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the early... This is a ridiculous question. Do you remember the early days of playing in Vox Emino? Like, maybe he thinks you've been partying so much you can't remember them? Yeah, I mean, I like, can, but it's like a little bit long ago, so some, some things are a little bit blurry, but I think... Uh, I have a pretty good memory of it. It wasn't for that long, actually. It was only for like a year, a year or so. Maybe even less. I actually don't know. But I do remember a lot of the tournaments we played, especially the international ones, like the, the major and uh, the qualifier for the major and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, other than that, I think it was mostly like Australian events that we played. We had like two or three Australian events, a couple of online events. And, yeah. Why do, you think, why do you think you've been the one to do that goose step and, and find your way to number one team? I actually have no idea. You know that? <laughs> I have no idea. It's not like I put like a, maybe I put like a little bit more effort in, like uh, compared to some other people. But like, I don't know. I've just always played CS. Like maybe it's because I played CS for so long. Honestly, like I played since I was a little kid. Like my brother introduced me to the game when I was like six or seven. Like fucking back in like 1.5 or something like that. So. I mean, I've been playing CS, whether it's like mostly for fun, like in the first few years and shit like that, obviously, because I'm so young, but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, maybe I just have a thing for the game, I'm not sure. Nika has such a, such a, yeah. such a trolling my, twinkle my, in his eye. My Serbian crew, as you can see, walking by, um, but yeah, I, I don't know, like, just always had a thing for playing good in CS and... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I've had like a little bit more ambition to go overseas and stuff like that, though. Like compared oh, yeah. to some of my other teammates, like they. It was a gleam in your eye. Yeah, but like I 
of course I wanted to stay with an Australian team the whole time and play an Australian roster and, and uh, you know, win tournaments with Australian teams and shit like that. But uh, eventually towards the end, like I needed something different after being in the same team for so long. Like I was in the same core team for like maybe seven years or something like that. Yeah, why, what, like, why, was, why was 100 Thieves kind of plateauing? You guys were just kind of like... I, think, I don't think we were plateauing. I mean, maybe like during COVID it was plateau for sure. But uh, like before COVID... Before COVID, you definitely were... Yeah, like we even made like a... We, made, we came like second at IM Beijing. Then we failed at playoffs at Pro League. But then we came to IEM Katowice and we made playoffs again. So it's like just before COVID happened, we were making playoffs at events like pretty consistently. Yeah. Um, and of course, before that, we had the major as well and became like semifinals and that. So yeah, like yeah. we actually had a really good run. But then yeah, COVID, yeah. COVID happened and I think that fucked us a little bit because we just had to play online in NA the whole time. And like, you know, while it was like pretty nice to live in LA and play online and have like a normal schedule, not like something like completely fucked up, traveling everywhere and like all these different time zones and shit. Um, it was like we only had to play NA team, so I think our level got pretty pretty low towards the end. And oh, then, so you blame yeah. NA for the demise of I, the, the, the. I blame COVID, but I think at the same time, I think it was kind of like the team had kind of run its course towards the end of COVID, and I think it was this time for something new, especially if it wasn't just me wanting to leave, like other people were getting offers from other teams as well. Right. If we weren't all going to stick together, then I wanted to go somewhere else. Right. And I think at the time, Jacob wanted to go to Apex or something like that, and I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but living in LA sucks, dude. It was good for the time that I was there, but towards the end, I was like, kind of like wanted to try something different. Where were you living? Where in LA? Yeah. Uh, I think near Santa Monica, actually. So it was like a pretty, oh, pretty right. decent part. Okay. Yeah. But um, you knew the beach. Yeah, this is nice because it's like similar weather to Australia. Coffee's decent. People are pretty nice there. Uh, Hundred Feet facility was super close to where we lived. We lived in a really nice part. Like everything was like pretty good for us. So, what? To me, it's like. To me, it's like you kind of got plucked a little bit. Like you were swimming a little bit in a bit of a soup there. In the soup, yeah. And then you got, <laughs> and then Mr. Finn Anderson plucked you from the, from the soup, uh-huh. and 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 your stand-in stint kind of put you on the map again. Yeah. Do you kind of see it that way as well? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I'm <coughs> super lucky that they picked me, as like a stand-in, honestly, and. I think you kind of did what Chroman couldn't. You like made a career out of. Yeah, I mean, I think stint. he won the event, but then he kind of just vanished, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where he is at right now, but um, I think uh, yeah, I'm very lucky that they pushed for me, especially Twists. Um, I think he pushed for me a lot, and you know, I explained to them like when they messaged me on a uh, Twist messaged me on Twitter, I think it was, um, and he's like, you know, obviously, yo, yo, can you stand in and shit like that. And I'm like, yeah, I can, but I haven't played in two and a half months. Yeah. Because I didn't have a computer at the time, like. You didn't even have a computer. Yeah, it was really rough. Like I, I got benched on complexity, and then I spent like maybe a month, month and a half at Copenhagen Flames, mm. the team that just went bankrupt, unfortunately. They had like an office in Copenhagen, and I was staying there for the time. You were staying in their office. I was staying at a hotel in Copenhagen from the last event that we played in complexity, and then eventually they stopped paying for my stuff, and I had to pay for my own hotel and stuff. Then I went to Copenhagen Flames to play every day while paying for my own hotel towards the end. Complexity paid like half of it, and then I paid the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, you were just playing like face yeah, it from and I was like playing face it. yeah I was playing with like the extreme guys actually like AZR uh, Jacob and Leah yeah. and shit like that because it was like kind of like uh, around December November it was break time for, right. for CS players and so I was just playing pugs and shit all, all day and then after that I'm like I kind of can't stay here for free anymore so I stopped using Copenhagen Flames uh, office and they were really nice actually to set me up for free for like a month or something like you that you were like Tom Hanks in the terminal it was yeah, like, like, who, like <laughs> what country it do was I belong super in right crazy. now it was super crazy honestly fuck and, 
then after that, I think I got the call up uh, just before I was about to decide, like, you know, what, I, what I'm going to do, should I go back home? You know, there's no point in me paying all this money and shit, like, in yeah. the, uh, well, I was in Europe and stuff at the time. And then they called me up to be a sub, and yeah, it was like two and a half months of not playing, and then had to play from, as soon as they called me up, the day after I went to, actually, again, I went to Australis office, uh-huh. played from the Australis office for like four days, or not even four days, maybe two or three days. And it was like 12 hours every day, I was just like watching demos and, and playing face it and shit like that. And then, yeah, I don't know, somehow I actually played good at the event. I don't know how. But yeah. What was the main thing you learned from, from that team? Um, I mean, it's definitely a different team to play in. I think they're like all super experienced, so I learned a lot of things in game. But I think most of all, I learned outside of the game, like the fact that I haven't played in so long, like two and a half months, and then I grinded for like a week or something like that to get back in shape. And then just like throughout the tournament, I got better and better and better and progressed further. So I, I think I learned that like, you know, regardless of how much time I actually have off, like I'm still really good at the game and more, more so that I have like, uh, my ability at the game is really good and it doesn't really matter what happens to me. I think as long as I have like a little bit of time to prepare, I'm going to be really good. So. You heard it here first. What did Joe Kessler ever face? He learned that he was really I'm good. I'm fucking good at the game. <laughs> but uh, I'm honestly super grateful to those guys, especially since they, uh, you know, kind of pushed my career in the right direction after having like a bad stint in complexity and shit like that so yeah I mean without that I don't think I'd be here honestly I think I'd probably well, be at home or something well I felt like the other ingredient was when Kassad went on the Maui Snake or the Thorin podcast one of those ones and was like what G2 need to do is get Justin in and you know, and he was like they fucking stupid organization uh, this is what they fucking need to do I mean that's a pretty good uh, representation of Kassad maybe a little bit more Russian than, than Serbian but it's <laughs> good reenactment of what he actually sounds like no but uh i, I didn't listen to the podcast um but i felt like it made waves at the time because it, he had a it? very compelling argument okay. as to why you fitted into the well, role i haven't actually you're... listened to it but i appreciate that from alex that's really nice of him um you need to buy him a beer i think yeah i mean after all the stuff that we've gone through in renegades and 100 feet i'm not sure if i owe him a beer or he owes me a beer but, oh, but we'll, we'll see <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna lay some beef on us no right no now? no can't do that can't do that he's a he's a good guy and i Whatever he did for me to push me out there, I appreciate it. But yeah. Why, why is he not a coach right now? I think he's just, uh, I don't know if he wants to be a coach or an analyst or something on like the casting or anything. I, I've, honestly, I have no idea what he wants to do, but I think he could be a decent coach and I don't know. I think he has his own thing right now with like betting and stuff. I think he's providing betting tips on, on Twitter. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he's pretty good at it. He's making a lot of money from it. So I mean, yeah, okay. Not 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 totally a bad rapper or anything like that. I think he's uh, sure. <laughs> I think he's making some money on it. Sure, whatever. I I was called Smiley when I was in high school because okay. I never smiled. Nice. And so when you burst into the scene, I was like, oh, I identified. Someone with that else kid. took it off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else took it off. Yeah. Well, you know, in hindsight, it was because I had a really high standard for myself. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you identify with that. Like, I was always like, if I did something good, I was like well of course I should be doing something good mm. I didn't think I was great but I was like I should be better yeah I know what you mean I mean I think like uh, at least <laughs> in game I think that's like how I feel about myself um, so if I'm not smiling on camera or something like that it's because I'm I'm super focused and uh, like you said I think I have pretty high standards on myself so maybe that plays a part into it as well but I think like also I'm focused on like everything else happening like a you know, if I win like a clutch or I get like a 4K or something like that, I need to go and find the gun to pick up if there's like a better gun on the ground. Right. I need right. to like uh, look at the money that we have. I need to like, you know, do, do a bunch of other shit as well. So like, it's kind of hard for me at least. I need to focus on so many things. But uh, yeah, I think that's like one of the things as well. For sure. I, agree. I agree with what you said as well. Like, 
I think back in the day, at least, like when I was on Renegades and 100 Thieves, I was a lot less. Uh, I looked a lot less cheerful than what I look now. I think. Yeah. Um, dude, you're you're like yeah. a happy dude. No, I'm always happy now. Like I'm, I am happy in general, but I think I've just got like more carefree over over time. And maybe back then I was way more serious in terms of like CS. But outside of the game, I don't think I was very serious. But in game, I was definitely serious. So, yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. Um, okay, so if you had to have a stand-in, um, and while your team is working out who it's going to be. Gabe Newell suddenly turns up and he says, it's gonna be May," okay. like exactly like that, <laughs> like the Britney Spears inflection. And he starts training with you and he's really bad. And it's like the best of three grand final against FaZe yeah, or cool. someone. Yeah. And then he goes one for 21 in the yeah. first map okay. and you lose it. Zero it's a very 16. specific question. Yeah. And then you're standing outside before the next map and like he's having a durry and you're like, and he looks at you and he's like, so what are we gonna do for map two? What do you say to him? Saw your shit out, bro. <laughs> Saw your fucking life out, dude. <laughs> Do- doesn't matter how rich you are, doesn't matter fucking how important you are, you gotta sort your shit out, dude. Other people's livelihoods are on the line, you gotta play good. Hey, uh, why do you think Azza didn't work out on Sprout? Uh, I think he just needed more time, I think. Like, he hasn't played in so long as well. Like, really long time he hasn't played. And they wanted him to do IGL stuff. Like, it's really hard to come back from a massive break and then also be an IGL. And then also, like, you know, keep up with your individual level. And he only had, like, 30 or 40 days or something like that. Right. It's like, if it's his first international team of people he doesn't know at all, hasn't played in so long, he's supposed to be the IGL. Like, of course, it's not going to be, like, it's going to be fucking hard. So I think, uh, I think Sprout didn't give him, like, a good enough chance. And maybe it was just, like, a only for the major. I don't know what agreement they had. But I think, like, if they actually wanted to trial him as, like, a, a, an actual IGL for the team, then they should have given him more time. Like, to me, that just makes complete sense. Right. Yeah, I think they kind of fucked him over. Right, Sprout, if you're listening, <laughs> Justin Cadavid says Savage, so you fucked up. I mean, I don't know what they want. I don't know what Aaron wants. Uh, but at least from the outside, it looks like, you know, they didn't give him enough time. So, yeah. uh, I got another dumb question. Let's say G2 does a promotional crossover with the next Jurassic Park movie. I wouldn't, and you have to wouldn't change. put it past them, but yeah, yeah, it's, easily could do it's, that. It's, yeah. it's definitely on, on route to happen <laughs> yeah, at some point. Fuck. Uh, let's say you have to change your name to a dinosaur for the next event. Which dinosaur are you going with? That's a good question. Not Did you T-Rex. just say that's a good question? Yeah, not T-Rex, because I, I feel like that's very popular. you got to go something else. Maybe like fucking Velociraptor or something like that. I don't know. Something, you know, something sick sounding. None of those plant-eating the dinosaurs. <laughs> don't want like that some shit. herbivore. Yeah, I don't want a herbivore, dude. It doesn't <laughs> sound mean at all. you got to get something like, you know, nasty up there. But, uh, yeah. The more I think about it, the more shit question that is. It is a terrible <laughs> question. I was amazed that you thought it was a I'm good one. I'm also like uh, kind of disappointed at how many dinosaurs I don't know. I only knew like two. I know, me too. I know. <laughs> My that's, lack why of, a, uh, that's why it's a bad lack question. Lack of ancient too. knowledge is not good. Yeah. Triceratops. There you go. Yeah, that's true. That's a good one too. Um, probably my last one is. Uh, I guess I want to know like what's changed in terms of how you prepare. From, not from when you started, because obviously there's such a huge yeah, gap. But yeah, let's yeah. say like three or four years ago when you were playing on like the, the Australian team and even in complexity. Like are there different things that you did prepare like physically, mentally, like dietary wise? Yeah, I think it's like completely different to like three or four years, uh, three or four years ago. Like back then I didn't really give a shit at all. Like it wasn't like as complex as what it is now. Like it was pretty like carefree. And I think nowadays like for example, I'm going to the gym regularly, I'm eating healthy. <laughs> Like, I try not to, like, eat anything that's, like, 
you know, like fast food and shit like that. Like, and I think I look after myself a lot more, and uh, that's like just outside of the game as well. Like, I think there's so much other stuff that goes inside the game that, like, I think if Australian players joined like a G2 team, for example, like straight from like tier two Oz or tier one Oz or something yeah. like that, even tier one Oz, I feel like they'd be like a complete shock to them, like as to like what goes into the preparation and like what small things that teams look out for and stuff like that. Like you don't really find that out until you play on like a top tier team or like an international uh-huh. team. Um, you know, just like little things like in game, like every round, like adjusting to like what the other team just did and like trying to anticipate their next move and shit. And then like on top of that, you also have to think about like what you did in the anti strat and preparation and like trying to add all that together, like each round as well. Like it's a, yeah, it's, it's, for me, at least when I joined like an international team, uh, there's a lot of things that like I didn't have before because I only played with the same players uh-huh. like for right. my whole career. So joining like complexity, I even learned some stuff. And then of course in G2, I learned a lot of stuff and in phase as well, even though I was only on the team for like two weeks. But um, yeah, there's just a lot of shit, honestly. So you reckon like tier two Australian teams, even some tier one Australian teams are just rocking up and going, oh yeah, I, I think play, tier yeah. two for sure is rocking up and doing nothing like 100% and I right. don't blame them all. Like I d- doubt they get paid or anything like that. Like, right. That's totally fine. But tier one teams, I think, in Australia, maybe they're doing like, maybe they they don't have the same. Well, not maybe because I know I don't I know, I know that they don't have the same experience as like you know international players like uh, on like Phase or G two or Navi and shit like that. Like the way that they do things, like um, because other than Dexter, I don't think anyone else has really played an international team. Right. So how are they supposed to figure out like what other teams do? You know, unless they actually ask them and talk to them, which I don't know if they do or not, but like. The only way that I figured it out was playing on an actual international team. Did you start doing that dietary exercise stuff by yourself? Is that oh shit, everyone's doing it? Or did like I, I, Carlos go like, come no, on, no, no, get I did your it together just I, I did it in like 100 feet as well. Like, okay. I, that's when I kind of started doing it. But like, I know outside of the game, I'm sure other people from Australia are doing that. Like, it's not, this is a no-brainer, right? Like, people from Greyhound work actually. Like, it's not about that. Like, yeah, I saw, I saw Liaz benching at the gym. Like, <laughs> serious I'm leg. surprised Jay's actually at the gym because Jay never went to the gym when I was on the team. But, uh... I was kidding. I, I haven't seen uh, him. Honestly, I wouldn't. I think he's getting a little bit bigger, so I'm pretty Is sure he? he's going to the gym. Yeah, but outside of the game, up. I think outside of the game, I think the teams do all the same shit. Like Australia, doesn't matter like what country you're from or what tier team you're in. I think everyone can do the same. It's just like in game, it's like really hard to be on the same level, uh-huh. uh, just because of like you know, just the experience that you would get if you joined an international team or played yeah. with international players. Yeah, it's a big leap though. It is, it is very hard. And I think like one way that Australian teams could actually do that is if they got like an international coach or something like that. Because like, of course, I don't think many players are going to want to go to Australia and play uh, or join an Australian team and play for an Australian team. But I think coaches might be more, you know, open to it. So I think Greyhound had like uh, someone previously um, as a coach, like international coach. I think it was when Dexter was on the team, actually. So it was like Mitha or something like that. Oh. From Apex. Yeah. Had him as a coach. I think like one way to do it is like... Briefly, right? Yeah, something like that. And especially like the same thing as when we had uh, Kassad on the team and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's have one last quick question yeah, no from a listener, yeah. which is, who do you think is going to break out this tournament a la Copenhagen Flames? Who do you think is going to be a little bit of a, s- a stunner? Uh, a- Apex are actually looking pretty good, honestly. Mm. I think Apex, are, I think they might do some damage. I think Monty as well. I think they have some really good players on the team. I think they've been playing uh, pretty good together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if I had to put like any team, I'd probably say those two, okay. uh, just from like what I've seen and like also teams that we practiced and stuff like that. But uh, it's always really hard, honestly. I think like underdog teams at the majors, like kind of a, 
consistent story across every major, right? Like, yeah, there's always yeah. like one or two teams that like pop off. And That's the fun part is run. picking those teams, I Yeah, reckon. it's really hard, honestly. But, uh, We've got to ask Hassad, don't we? Yeah, we have to ask Hassad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get, get some of his premium bets.